Back to politics, back to news, and uh, back to this ongoing issue. I was saying to Thomas Mulcair when we were talking at 6.50 that it came as a surprise, I think, to an awful lot of people on Friday when the first elected official to be punished for this alleged scandal involving China meddling with our elections wasn't even a Fed, wasn't even a liberal. It was a provincial Ontario conservative MP who is uh, out of caucus for now, even though we don't know a great deal of what he or anybody else is necessarily being accused of. So on this, we thought we would uh, turn to Stephanie Carvin, former national security analyst, now a professor of international relations at Carleton University. Professor, it's nice to have Good morning. Hey, good morning. Well, when we talk about the Chinese meddling in the elections, I know there's the business of uh, tasking international Chinese students to work on campaigns. There's uh, funding of various candidates. There's busing. But I mean, how orchestrated uh, a, a conspiracy is this? I think we have to be careful in assuming that this is like some kind of octopus with tentacles everywhere and it's all well in control. I mean, there's a lot of spaghetti on the wall here, right? Um, You know, trying to see what works, doing different things, targeting different people, um, some who may know and some who frankly may also not know that they are in fact being targeted. So, um, you know, I think the temptation is we all love a good spy movie, we all love a good um, mystery tale, and we all like to think this is all well planned and organized but in in truth a lot of times these efforts are are pretty chaotic and um you know you know, we, we have seen some of the leaks. The uh, representative of, of China, I think one of the consul generals, took credit for every good thing that happened. <laughs> but, you know, we never heard about all the failures either. So, you know, don't don't assume this is just one kind of master plan. There is clearly an overarching goal, but that doesn't mean everything is, is um, you know, in an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. Well, in the case of this MPP, I'm, I've been talking about Vincent Key, the allegation from one news organization confirmed by others is he received $50,000 from the Chinese consulate in Toronto. And one has to think there might be a paper trail or something. Otherwise, why would he have quit? Well, this is just it. I don't know why he would quit. And and honestly, like, look, I, I will be the first person to tell you we have a foreign interference problem. I have a book with two chapters on why we have a foreign interference problem. But at the same time, um, as you say, the evidence isn't there yet. Um, so I don't know, like, was I'm assuming there was pressure. Maybe there is more evidence um, that the premier was made aware of, um, perhaps by, um, you know, he has his own um, security office um, now at, at Queen's Park, um, as well as uh, perhaps the, the, you know, Canadian Security Intelligence Service. But the fact is, we don't know. And I, w- I wish we knew a little bit more because I do feel that, you know, this this accusations can go pretty bad pretty fast. I have already seen on social media, even just last night, some people posting pictures of politicians with known, um, you know, or or suspected CCP activists or or United Front Workers Party who does a lot of this kind of um, clandestine coordination, and and there's no proof that these people knew who they were meeting with. Politicians take pictures all the time. So that's a little different than a very specific accusation about $50,000. But at the same time, intelligence isn't 
direct evidence. And so I, I do hope this was not just based on rumors that this is that there's something there. Um, but let's stay tuned. It does seem to be a very opaque crisis. Um, one last aspect in this that I wanted to ask you about is if the Chinese are buying influence, it doesn't seem to be working. I was going over uh, a bunch of measures and bills and legislation in Ottawa at the very least, and not a single vote has ever gone the way of China. Well, this is just it, and this is why I think we need to be skeptical about, um, you know, these claims that you know, there's a master plan and it's working. Um, there's, like I said, there is definitely a plan, and just a plan in and of itself is a problem. But I mean, if you look at the popularity rates of China, really since 2018, since the kidnapping of the two Michaels, it's just absolutely plummeted. Um, you know, it's it's never been so low. I think maybe since the Cold War. And um, yeah, I mean, if anything. The liberal government, which, you know, to remind people, was elected on a platform of establishing a free trade agreement with China, is now putting in every measure that it can, at least in terms of research security, in terms of uh, foreign investment restrictions. I mean, obviously, it hasn't gone far enough in a number of areas. But yeah, no, I, I would say China has definitely not uh, been achieving its goals, even though, but at the end of the day, from a national security perspective, it doesn't matter if they're achieving the goals. It matters if they're trying. And that's what we need to stop. Thank you very much for this. Hey, thanks for having me on.